Welcome to Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast with your hosts, Laura Katina and Amy Mara. This podcast was created for businesswomen in particular who are juggling pursuing their career, family life, and all of the things that come along with it. We know that building a career, running a business, and running your life can sometimes seem near impossible. In the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast, Laura and Amy are going to share their experience of building their own careers as female attorneys, raising a family, and their journey to maintain wellness through it all. With more than 25 years of combined experience practicing law and years of juggling business, family, and wellness, they are about to have some very real and honest discussions about what it takes to manage it all and share tips, tools, and truth about how they make it all work. Welcome back to another episode of the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. And Laura and I are together, finally, in the same room. It's so weird. weird. If you've been watching this month, we have been recording podcasts um, in the pockets of our day and whenever we can. So oftentimes, well, the whole time, we have not been able to record a podcast together. So now we are literally sitting three feet away from each other. It's we're, so weird. We're in our office, which we love. Yes. Um, but, you know, most of the time we work from home. So we thought today we have a couple of other, other meetings that we have here. So we're going to sit together and record a podcast. We're so excited. <laughs> this is so crazy. So the topic for today is scarcity mindset versus an abundance mindset. We've also heard it, you know, said like a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And this is a topic that both Laura and I have some experience with personally and professionally and how this has impacted really where we are now and how we've come to be the business women and business owners that we are and the lawyers that we are. So I want to kind of dive right in here and just talk a little bit about the difference between the scarcity mindset versus the abundance mindset, how we've seen it play out, and then uh, talk a little bit about some tips that we think would be important for you to take with you both personally and professionally. So the simplest way to, I think, start with this is probably to define what it is that a scarcity mindset is and an abundance mindset is. I first became exposed to this, these definitions in an incredible book by Jen Sincero called You Are a Badass at Making Money. And I started reading it, I think it was last summer. I think that Laura, I think you read it first yeah. and you were like, you have to read this book. It's, we, it is such a good book. It is a yeah. great book. Highly I recommend it. could not put it down. And the author talked a lot about how she was having real issues around her beliefs about money and about whether or not it was available to her. And that I think is the best way to to set up what a scarcity mindset and an abundance mindset is. It all comes down to the belief. Either you believe that something is available for you and that it's always going to be available and that it's available for everyone to take, or you're going to believe that you don't deserve it and it's never going to come to you and that you are not worthy of getting it and that you're always going to be stuck. Um, So that is a clear distinction between the abundance and the scarcity mindsets. And then going into something like the fixed versus growth mindset, they, they interplay with one another because oftentimes 
people that have a scarcity mindset about growth in business, money, personal goals, what have you, they also have a fixed mindset about themselves, what belief system that they have. They will believe that they've been born a certain way, so they can't change certain things about themselves. They can't grow or adapt or adopt new habits, and they can't get out of the rut that they always feel like they're stuck in. Whereas people with a growth mindset will find that any failure in their life is really an opportunity to learn. And, and it really is a shift from a negative into a positive for them. How do I learn from this? How is this an opportunity for me? How can I seek out a new avenue because I just hit a roadblock? So in taking all of these definitions and really thinking about them, the reason we wanted to bring this content to you is because a lot about being in control and being that CEO in your life and your business is about the awareness of where you are, where you want to go, and how you're going to get between point A and point B, where, how you're going to get from the point that you are right now to grow into the person that you want to become or the business person that you want to become. I think that pretty much sums it up, right? Yeah, I think so. As I'm sitting here listening to you, I'm thinking about how I think both of us were so stuck in a fixed, right? A fixed mindset for years. I know I've been, you know, practicing for almost 20 years and I would say for most of that, maybe 15, 16 years, I was literally like fixed mindset. And had I not done the work to change that Mm -hmm. and change that mindset, I, we wouldn't be sitting here. And what kind of work do you think it was? Was it Was it experiences and seeing, like finding proof in other people doing the work or was it reading about it and making that like shift in your mind and being more aware? Like, what do you think? It was a lot of learning. It was a lot of reading, a lot of listening to podcasts, listening to interviews, listening to people who are in my view or in my view were like so much more successful and at such a higher level Mm -hmm. and how how they got there and listening to other female business owners and mm-hmm. entrepreneurs um, and watching them grow their own businesses. And finally, I mean, we talked before we got on here and I won't go into too much detail, but I was pretty much forced into making this choice to open up my own practice. It was my own decision, but I felt like I had no other option. And so, you know, I had no choice but to step out and do that. But had I not done the work that I had done up to that point, Mm -hmm. I don't think I could have made that decision. Right. And it's really tough. Let me just like back up a little bit. It takes a lot of work. Like so much work. Laura and I did not just pick up these couple of books and say, wow, this is a book on mindset, which by the way, that's a really incredible book. It's called Mindset by Carol Dweck. So go get it. But we didn't pick up these books and read them and be like, oh my gosh, I want to have a growth mindset today. So I'm just going to like go for it. And then you know, puppies and butterflies and rainbows, everything is wonderful. And, and we're just going to go open up my own business. Yeah. I'm going to open yeah. up my own business. <laughs> Who needs plans? <laughs> Who needs to, you know, start working on it? No, it takes a lot of work. And I know for me, I've been, I've been diving into personal and business development for, oh my gosh, it's probably been like almost five years now that I have been consciously making those efforts and like reading the books and absorbing the information that is really impacting me and jump off of what Laura said, the season that I was in last year before I left my former firm and went into partnership with Laura, I needed a book. 
like you are a badass at making money. I needed a book that helped me overcome the hurdle of the scarcity mindset of how am I going to find business? How am I going to find clients? Am I even worthy enough to do this? I've only been practicing law for seven years now. It like, can this be possible for me? And a book like that started to make me so aware of the thoughts I had, the beliefs I had, the things I was telling myself, the way I was treating myself, the way it was, you know, all these conversations I was having with myself around success and around what I deserved and what I didn't deserve. And that book really propelled me to really have those conversations and have that awareness of myself that I could do it. And I have to just believe that I can do it. And it takes a lot to get there. And I think that the position we were in, at least I know for me, for most, and not just at my last firm, but at every firm that I was at, I was like the workhorse. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. the associate. I didn't focus on bringing in business. I, I focused on doing the work that I was given, mm -hmm. creating relationships with those clients and doing the work that was assigned to me. But I never really thought about, nor did I think I could right. bring in my own business. It's like when you're stuck in that, position for so long, you think to yourself, well, why would anybody come to just me? Because mm -hmm. you've been handed the work for so long and you do it. And it takes a lot of time and effort to build the relationships and do the work. But when you are not the one that's responsible for bringing in the work, it's hard to transition from being the workhorse to being the rainmaker. Right. And we were never rainmakers. No. That wasn't our, no, that wasn't our position. No, we were really great about fostering business relationships with our clients and communicating with our clients. And, you know, we had really great relationships with our clients throughout the years. I can probably count on one hand how many clients I didn't click with ultimately. Yeah, there's so few. So few. And, you know, the other thing they have to remember too is that a lot of our thoughts and our beliefs were dictated or are dictated by the environments that we're in, the circles that we're in, the people that we talk to. And I mean, I'm so grateful and thankful for Laura because she was doing the same kind of thought work that I was doing at the same exact time. So, yeah. you know, there's that expression that if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to go find a new room. Yes. Like Laura and I were very much those two people in the room together saying like, there's a bigger circle for us somewhere. There's like a, there's a next level that we have to, you know, get to. And by tapping into the mentors and the speakers and really successful people and starting to absorb their habits and their belief systems and all the things that they talk about, about success and money and business and what have you, we started entering into new rooms, even though we weren't physically in those rooms with those people. But like when you start immersing yourself in situations or in information from really high level thinkers and really successful, effective performers, it just naturally flows into you and you really start to see how your beliefs can shift. And it's so funny because a big part of that did not come from our law. Well, actually none of it came from our law practice. Right. No, <laughs> but, um, a big part of it came from, I think you mentioned in a previous episode that we were part of a, a network marketing company, yeah. Beachbody, and we still are. And those, the programs and, and all the people, I give a huge credit to me figuring out how to take care of myself mentally and physically. Yeah. But it was through the people that we met there and listening to the CEO and listening to all of these people that 
we're functioning at such a high level and talking about belief and, and saying like, you can do this, but you won't do it unless you believe that it's possible. Right. So it was through that really that we really learned about like fixing your mindset and having an abundance versus a scarcity mindset, but Mm -hmm. it took years. It took literally. It's still taking years too. It is all about the idea that you have to continue to be on this journey. There is no stop. Once you get really aware into your beliefs and your thoughts, I mean, I'll tell you this. (laughs) I had this thought this morning because I was dealing with a couple of emails and a couple of issues before we started recording. And I stopped myself right before I was saying like, I am so annoyed that this day is just going to be terrible. And I really stopped myself because I was like, that's not going to serve me well. That thought is not going to serve me for the rest of the day. I have to record a podcast with Laura about scarcity and versus abundance, but that's certainly not going to set us up well. I've got meetings after that. I've got a ton of work to do in the afternoon, calls to make. That that awareness of that is not the thought that is going to get me to the next level. I actually stopped before those words came out of my mouth and I stopped, I breathed and I was like, okay, we can figure this out. Okay. We can, everything is figure outable. Everything is going to be okay. I will work through this issue and we will move on. Another amazing book, Marie Forleo. Everything is figure outable. You have no idea, like how many books have we read? I have stacks Stacks. in my basement because you know, that's where I do my reading first thing in the morning Mm -hmm. and I have stacks of all the books that I've read in just 15 minutes a day, right? Over the last couple of years. Right. Um, and we could talk about like dozens of books mm-hmm. on this topic yep. that we've read, but it starts with understanding the difference between a scarcity and abundance mindset. And then actually everything we do, and I, can't, I tell this to my kids all the time, everything we do is a decision. Yes. Like you're making a decision to either read personal development or not read personal development. You're too busy. You're this, you're that. Like everything you do throughout the day is a decision. So you have to understand the difference and make the conscious conscious decision that you want to make the change. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like we're going to be a broken record by the end of this, but in order to be in control of your life and your business, you have to have that awareness that you are in control. You know, it's funny. You were just talking about that, about your past experiences in former law firms. I know you came from a huge law firm when you first started out, a national or international firm. And oftentimes you can just be sucked into that mindset of like, I'm just another number. I'm just another, you know, attorney off in a cubicle or off in an office somewhere, just plugging away. And if you believe that, that's what you're going to be. And that's what I was for so many years. But I didn't know that there was something else. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. So I loved working there in the beginning. (laughs) I met my husband there. I made so many friends there. And I enjoyed that. But I was a a young attorney going in, billing my hours, doing a, a ton of work, getting experience in the courtroom and all those other things, which were great. But I was like a workhorse. Right. Like I I didn't bring in the work. I was, you know, in my late twenties and Mm -hmm. just doing what was assigned to me. And, and that's how I progressed throughout my career. I stayed in that mindset Mm -hmm. until about probably five years ago, um, which is when we started really together doing all of this work. And wouldn't you say that it makes a tremendous 
tremendous difference, not only in your professional life, but your personal life. A thousand percent. To quote Buddha, and I had to look it up before we started so recording. <laughs> I got always I'm like, Laura, who said that phrase, <laughs> what you think you become? And we're like, hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to Google it. Oh, it, by the way, it was the Buddha. But it's so true that when you start working on yourself in one area, you are going to see how it ripples and affects the rest of the areas of your life. So I'll take for a perfect example. After I had my daughter, I had this mindset of like, oh my gosh, I'm now a new mom. I'm so tired. I don't feel confident. I can't fit into any of my clothes. I don't know what I'm going to do. And it just caused chaos and it caused this mindset in the rest of my life. I could not get control over anything because I felt like I was so out of control because of this one thing. And I anchored myself to those beliefs of I'm out of control. I, I, you know, I have no direction. I don't even know where to begin. And then when I started taking control in my own personal life, on my wellness journey and feeling better, my confidence improved, my sleep improved, my relationships with other people improved, the way I was showing up in my business, in our, in our firm was improving. Everything started to ripple out from that one choice of, I'm not going to continue to think like this. I'm going to start making the, uh, creating the habits that are going to get me to a successful point in this one area. And I think it was Rachel Hollis that talks about this. Like when you take a rock and you throw it into a, a body of water and you see it ripple out, there's a difference between going all in on one aspect of your life and like having a boulder chucked into the water as opposed to kind of making an effort and like throwing a pebble, like you'll see the difference. So when I focused so much on just becoming a better version of myself, I started to really become the better version of myself in all areas of my life, personally and professionally. And that belief is so important. And like I said earlier, it is literally the reason that we're here. Yeah. So I had to have the belief that I could bring in business that clients would actually come to me instead of, you know, other firms that I was at that where there were other rainmakers, I had now to be the rainmaker. Mm -hmm. And I had to believe that I was going to be able to do that. And that I was going to the other, what was the other fear? Getting a paycheck. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Yep. You, you want to talk for a second about that? Cause that is like huge. That was a huge <laughs> Laura's out on her own. I'm like, Laura, how do you survive? You're not getting paid bi-weekly. What, <laughs> what is that? And now it's the least of my thoughts, which knock on wood, thank goodness. I have a lot of thought work and belief work that goes around that. But like, that was huge for me. That was a big hurdle. And I, and what did I say? Once you're out on the other side, mm -hmm you are going to say, this is literally the least of my worries. Yeah. Because you're going to be in such a better place mm -hmm. um, that it won't be, I mean, of course you always want to have enough money. And, and that's a whole other, I think, discussion about money, having a, a scarcity versus abundance mindset in terms of money. But you're just going to be in such a better place that it's, it's not going to be the hill to the mountain to climb that you think it's going to be. Right. It, and that's so true. And I mean, I did a lot of work around that belief and that was a big limiting belief that I had about myself. And it went into, how am I going to attract other 
clients to come to, to work with me. And it was that scarcity mindset of like, oh my goodness, if somebody else is getting the new client, that means that there's not a new client for me, right? Like it was the idea of like, there's a limited amount of clients out there. And I mean, I guess theoretically there are, but there's enough to go around for everybody. There's enough to go around. There's enough money to go around. There's so much money to be made. And real quick, before we end, I want to tell the story about how I came to do some work for Simon Sinek, because that was like belief at its, at its max. Unbelievable. Like I can't I, hear six <laughs> degrees of separation. You are two degrees of separation from the man himself. It's incredible. I, but I read his book, Start With Why, uh-huh. in October and November of 2019. So I actually think I was reading when the whole thing happened that caused me to leave right. our prior firm. And I read the book and it's all about figuring out your, your why. And so, you know, I had an idea of where I wanted to go and I was seriously working on my beliefs that would allow me to get there. And then once I left, I actually suddenly through a connection had the opportunity to do work for one of his companies. And I was like, wow. I mean, that is a sign, A, that I made the right decision. Yes. And B, that if you believe it, it can come. Yeah. But without the work that I had done on my beliefs and um, scarcity and abundance, that would have never happened. I fully believe that that would have never happened. Right. That happened for a reason. Yeah. I read that book. I was working on my beliefs and then... I get to do work for him. And not only you didn't get to just do work for him, you got to do work for him who is creating incredible movement in and of itself. You are now doing really good work for really purposeful work. Does that make sense? Like it you've, we've always talked about this, that we wanted to work with clients that were really doing incredible things and you're freaking working from Simon. Yeah. And he has, (laughs) he has a company, you know, he trains people to go out and give his presentations on start with why and all that stuff. And they're really incredible, incredible speakers. And so that's the company that I get to do some work with. And I've been doing that since January of 2020. And that was right after I went out on my own. So the moral of that story is you, you can't get there without belief. You can't get there without belief. That's our opinion. That's our experience. You can't get there uh, without belief. So if we want to sum up our yeah, points I, for today. I think we want to leave you with three points specifically on the scarcity versus abundance, growth versus fixed mindsets, and how you can take these with you and how you can start really wrangling with them in your own lives, both personally and professionally. How do they apply to you? So the first tip that we would say you need to start taking stock in the thoughts and the beliefs that you have. If you write them down every day, you journal about it, do whatever it is that you need to start having that self-awareness and building the self-awareness of what am I saying to myself? What am I believing? What are certain areas of your life that you want to improve upon? And start really thinking, how am I actually thinking these things? What are the beliefs I have surrounding them? The second would be start to read about these topics, start to do the work and see how you are treating your belief system. Is it a scarce mindset? Is it an abundance mindset? Fixed or growth? Start doing some work and research into it and and really start being honest with yourself. 
how, how is it that you are believing and how is it that you are speaking and thinking about these topics? And the last would be, you have to start taking action. You, in order to really prove your belief system and order to continue to grow, you have to take action. There is no growth without action. So start building and creating habits. Start small every single day. Start to incorporate one habit that is going to get you closer to the abundance mindset that everybody deserves to have and everybody deserves to believe that they can do the things that they want to do. So start taking small actions towards that mindset. Yeah. Um, we hope that these tips are helpful for you. They've been tremendously helpful in our own lives, both professional and personally. So we wanted to share them with you with the hopes that maybe they'll help you too. Thanks for spending some time with us this week and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. If you have not already done so, be sure to leave us a rating and review so that we can reach even more businesswomen just like you. We will see you again next Monday for a brand new episode.